everybody, Mike Freeman here, pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship. Welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days, where we walk through the New Testament devotionally, looking at a portion of each chapter and, and hopefully allowing us to think a little bit more deeply about what the scripture says and what it's teaching us and how to apply it. Now that said, today, let's jump right in. Today, we find ourselves in Mark chapter 12. Here's our text. We're going to start right at the beginning of Mark 12. And uh, let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 12. Here's what the scripture says. It says, And he began to speak to them in parables. This is Jesus. It says, A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the winepress and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit from the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Now, let's just kind of break down this parable for a moment. Jesus is speaking here and he's talking about how there is a tenant and he he places this vineyard. He builds this vineyard. This is speaking of God. God speaking of, of the world he's made and then entrusting the world and the word, the Old Testament scripture, into the hands specifically of the Jewish people here. He's entrusted them. He's, he's giving them this. Well, let's continue and keep reading. Verse 3 says, They took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And then 4 through 6, it says, Again, he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, <clears throat> and him they killed. And so with many others, some they beat and some they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally, he sent him to them saying, they will respect my son. So these tenants, they don't, uh, they don't honor the landlord. Uh, these renters, they don't, they don't honor the landlord. This is, um, this is actually Jesus talking about how, how the Jewish people, they, they have not honored God. Specifically when, when God has sent prophets when God has sent those who would bring his word and, and those who would teach them how, in fact, to honor him, and, and they have failed at doing that. They, they failed at doing that. Some they beat. Some they killed. And then Jesus tells the story. He continues. He says, well, the, the owner, he, he has one more. One more, his, his beloved son. Surely, Surely they'll listen to my son. They, don't they realize the, the respect that he, he deserves and the, the, the weight of his presence? Jesus is talking about himself. He's talking about his incarnation. He's talking about him coming into the world. Let's, let's continue. It says, but those tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him. And the inheritance will be ours. And they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. Let's keep reading. It says, And what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous. In our eyes. 
Jesus here, he, he quotes from Psalm 118. And it's a, a likely a psalm that the, the Jewish people would be familiar with. And the imagery, it actually also, there, there's imagery of, of God in a vineyard and, and really kind of destroying the vineyard that he's given because those who he's, he's left in charge of it have not handled it well. This is imagery very familiar with the Jewish people. They know exactly what Jesus is talking about. They, they know where he's going. In fact, that's where we get the, the next verse, the last verse for today. In verse 12, it says, And they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people, for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. What is Jesus' point here? Well, this is where the the thematically Mark's uh, Mark's purpose begins to shine. Thematically, Mark's purpose, he, he, unlike Matthew, who was writing to prove to Jewish people that Jesus is the king of the Jews, Matthew's gospel, or Mark's gospel, likely was going to Gentile Christians, likely even Gentile Christians in Rome, who were facing persecution. And, uh, and so here, Mark's picking up on the theme of Jesus. Jesus is teaching, realizing that he was going to be rejected by the Jewish people, just like they had rejected many prophets before. And ultimately, with Jesus' coming, they were going to reject and, and, and martyr him, kill him. And, and in that, God would reject the Jewish people. He, he would reject them being the sole holders of salvation. And this quarterstone, it would, it would be rejected. Instead, there would be something marvelous happening. Well, what, what the marvelous truth happening is, is the gospel would be given to everyone, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of your, your race, and ultimately regardless of your gender, your age, your wealth. The gospel is being given to, to anyone and everyone who will trust, who will accept, who will believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to think about this for a minute because this is marvelous, but I also think this reminds us of how treacherous we can be. And when we, when we, when we uh, are unwilling to listen to God, when we are unwilling to receive his message, when we oftentimes want to dig our heels in and do life our way, regardless of what the scripture says, and honestly, sometimes regardless of what our, our brothers and sisters in Christ will tell us, how often do we have a brother or sister in Christ who will gently, or maybe not so gently, uh, ask us about something they see in our lives that does not match with what God's call upon our lives is? When, when they point out something that does not does not align with a, a response to the gospel of love, loving the Lord for what he's done. How quickly are we to defend that and to rationalize that and sometimes to, to get upset at others or even to, uh, to isolate and run from those who would tell us truth? You know, I think we can, we can point at the Jewish people and be like, hey, you guys have messed up. What, what is your problem? But really, I think what we need to do is <laughs> we need to point at ourselves and we need to check our own heart and, and remember that we, uh, we have the propensity to act the exact same way they have. When we reject God's word, when, when we uh, push aside the truths of the gospel, when we don't live um, a life that loves the Lord by, by keeping his commandments, not for what we can earn, the gospel is the free gift of salvation. It's freely given through Jesus and his death and resurrection, not so that we can earn something, but rather... 
Rather, when we reject the, the good commands of God with a hard heart and a closed mind because we want what we want. I think this reminds us of how dangerous it can be to, to start to close our heart to the word of the Lord. Start to close our heart to the ways of the Lord. Because when we do that, we start to close our heart to the Lord himself. And so today, you know, put yourself in the, in the place of the, those who have been entrusted with God's truth. Are you accepting it? Are you walking in it? When it's time to, uh, when it's time to give honor to the one who owns it all, do you give honor to him? And also put yourself in, in the place of those who are messengers of, of the owner of everything. Recognize that there are times when we go with the message of the gospel, when we go with the message of salvation, and we're going to be treated just like the Old Testament prophets. We're going to be treated just like Jesus. We're going to be tre- treated just like the New Testament uh, disciples. We oftentimes find ourselves in that place of rejection. Put yourself in both those places. And then remember that you've been forgiven and you are restored. Remember that ultimately it's Christ's work that brings you near the Father, not your own obedience. And so remember that and rejoice. And that's our ancient way for the modern day today. I hope it's encouraging and challenging. And we'll see you again next week as we pick back up in Mark chapter 13.